0: Hello! We're back in our beautiful dream houses. Check us out on YouTube uh, to see our dream houses. Uh, So this episode is pretty wacky because it's about what we're not doing, what we're choosing not to do. Uh, Each of us is going to share four things that we've chosen not to do this year and you know we're in this series about um productivity and i don't think people usually think of not doing things as productive but we want to change your mind in this episode so make sure you listen to the end
1: welcome to the wacky teacherpreneurs podcast Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles and fumbles. And now, they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw, unfiltered, real. Let's get started. Let's go back and
0: forth. So Jess is going to share something, then I'm going to share something, then Jess, and we can kind of talk about our experiences so far, not doing those, trying not to do that thing. Um, But maybe we should first talk about why it's important not to choose not to do things and I don't, what are, what are, what's your take on this?
2: I have a good analogy for this. So (laughs) I heard this quote once and it said something like, if you want to catch a rabbit, you could only chase one at a time. So if you, if you have a goal, like if you go after too many different rabbits, really, if you're trying to get, get, get one, you're trying to make a goal or be successful in an area, you can really only go after one thing at a time. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, especially teacher entrepreneurs, we get a little sidetracked because there's so many different things you can invest your time in, social media and blogging and product creation. And just the list goes on, on, on. There's subcategories in all of those categories, right? And so that's what I think this is all about is when you say no, your focus on what to say yes on becomes stronger and you really can only chase one rabbit at a time if you want to catch one.
0: I love that. I love that. That is exactly true. And I actually have a therapist that I've been seeing for three years, four years now, and I absolutely love her. And she's really normalized this for me. Like I've cried about how I'm only one person and I have so many things I want to do. And I love how Marie Forleo, um, I really, I look up to her. She talks about this kind of person that I really resonate with someone who's multi-passionate and who has lots of different interests. And I think this is a real struggle. Um, And I think a lot of teacherpreneurs are multi-passionate people and want to do a lot and accomplish a lot and have so many gifts to share with the world. But that can be really, really overwhelming and stressful and not good for our health. And so you know, my therapist has even said, like, I don't answer my emails. <laughs> you know, and which that to me blows my mind. Like, she's like, I don't even. Sometimes I get emails from my kids' school, and I don't even answer them. And I'm okay with that. And I, when she said that to me, I was like, What? How can this be? So, anyways, what's that's not one of the things that I'm trying not to do. So, what's one thing you're trying not to do this year, Jess?
2: Okay. So I, we both made a list of four. So my number one is worry about the same things other people are worried about. And this recently happened this week in the world of teachers pay teachers. There was a lot going on with teachers pay teachers. I know that, well, it impacted one of your really good friends, right? Like mm-hmm. there's a lot going on teachers pay teachers. And a lot of times when something bad happens in the TPT world, There's some Facebook groups where the sellers, which I am a part of, they blow up over these things and everybody assumes because something happens to one person that it affects all of us. And really they, and I understand where they're coming from because a lot of people have quit their jobs to work on their businesses full time. And it's a really scary thing when the platform you're selling on, it seems to be a little shifty, a little shady, bad things are going on which is why you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. But I know that's way easier said than done. Right. So I understand why they're so upset. But for me, I used to get real involved in these Facebook groups. And when there was drama about stuff going on with teachers pay teachers, I would, even though like looking at all my streams of income, teachers pay teachers is not the highest stream, right? Like it's not the highest stream at all, but I would get so worked up over why they were getting mad into the drama. I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to talk to everyone. I wanted to be seen in that as being a caring seller. And I really had to step back and say like, why, why do you care so much? Why do you care? This isn't, this isn't, your bread and butter. This isn't the number one thing on your plate. This isn't, is this going to, you know what I mean? Like if I was a full-time seller, I might feel completely different, but I'm not, I'm a full-time teacher and I have other businesses and other interests. And so getting, but the teachers pay teachers world can be all consuming. And so that was one decision I made before this even happened. I made it last year that towards the end of last year, I was like, I'm not going to get involved in Facebook group drama or when one thing happens to one person, I'm not going to like blow my lid and get involved in everything because it wastes my time It increases my stress levels. I already have high blood pressure and I need to look out for myself. And I think it frustrates some of my friends because they were really upset and they wanted to talk about this. And I just kind of had to say, I don't think it's a big deal and step out of the conversation. And I think they were kind of mad because usually I would be like, yeah, let's go to the town hall, burn it down. But I was just kind of like okay, whatever. Yeah. So well, that, for me, you know, it's stepping back. So how what's your number one or do you have anything to say about that or do you have another number that would maybe go with that one like something you're stepping away from?
0: Um, well, I don't know. I I yeah, it was hard not to get caught up in all of that and worry um about things even though it's not my main source of income um but I do want to say that I I felt that teachers be teachers like handled it really well um and apologized like up front and and they were really they were like we made a mistake and I really think that was very admirable and I I do believe that they want th- to be our ally I don't think they're shady I really don't and I think a lot of teacher Pay teacher and people might disagree with me but I just don't get that sense from any of the people who runs tpt I just don't I think they're good people and I I don't know I'm one of those people that's like glass half full that that most people are good and that we make mistakes so anyways I just want to speak to that um I'm yeah uh so I don't know like yeah let me talk about social media. What's your number one? Spit it out. Tell us. Well, well, in terms of business, social media. And it kind of took me a long time to come to this. And this is really hard for me because every day I wonder if I'm making the right decision not being on social media um, because it is a free source of marketing, right? It's a free way to market your blog posts, your, your products, um, and just to get people to know you better. Um, and so I, I think social media, there's, it's a powerful, powerful method of growing a business. Uh, but I don't have time for it or the mental capacity to, because it, it's really kind of toxic for me for some reason, um, especially Instagram, and and going live. Um, I'm the kind of person that I'll go live, or I'll post on Instagram. And afterwards, it reverberates in my mind. I can't just shut it off. I have I think about it all day long. And it just consumes me you know, like, I wonder what, I wonder how my post is doing. Maybe I should go check. Did someone comment? Did someone like it? Um, You know, oh, no, it's doing badly. It just like takes over. It's like an alien in my brain. Um, And so I'm trying not to really focus on that. uh, But I am, I do have really great ideas for what I can post when I feel like it. (laughs) You know, so I'm really like, make like yeah it's kind of like if I feel like it and if I feel centered and at peace and like it depends but it's not like my go-to thing right this year Um but when I say social media I feel like podcasting and blogging I don't think a lot of people think of that as social media but it is I mean it really is these are methods of marketing and so it's not like I'm not marketing. um, I am. It's just through my blog and my podcast. So anyways, that's something I'm not doing is quote unquote social media, or maybe I should say Instagram, TikTok reels, that kind of thing.
2: Great. So should we move on to number two on our list? Yes. All right. Number two now, I'm sort of starting to combine them together, which is fine because we're probably going to run out of time on this anyway. But number two is, um, so the last couple of years, I I just got really overwhelmed being asked to do extra things. And a lot of it is through my social media account. So I would get like a lot of offers for free products. Hey, would you like this free product? And then would you go review it for us? Or would you take some videos of it and talk about it? A lot of it, like I'm not really on the level where I get paid cash money for my time. And it was starting to bother me, right? It was really starting to bother me. Like like at a certain level on social media, you get paid. But then if you're not on that level, you just have to take free products. And it was kind of got in my head. So the last couple of years, I've said No to all of the free products. But this year I'm going to switch that and I'm going to start saying yes. (laughs) And I'll tell you why, because last year I got last summer, I got offered a free product to try out in my classroom, but I didn't know what it might, I got a new job. I didn't know what it was going to be like. And it turned out to be something really cool that I want now. So I'm like, why did I say no to that? I should have said yes. And so I'm going to start saying yes to the free products again because i'm looking at like i'm gonna start viewing it a little bit differently instead of looking as not getting paid for my time i'm gonna look at it as like it's kind of like a new experiment for me i mean i am getting these things for free and i do think maybe they would benefit other people so last year i was going to tell you this little story i got offered a lettuce grower a hydroponic lettuce growing machine For my library. And it was like, it's like six feet tall, and you can put all these plants in it. And I have been into hydroponic growing before as I used to live like in the middle of the desert in a really tiny town. So I have a little, I have a couple little tiny hydroponic plant machine growers, right, the lights, the water. And it is something I'm interested in. I love growing my own food, my own spices. It's something I want to get back into. But I was on this no trip last year and I was just like, no. And so now I'm seeing a bunch of people that said yes. And they have these cool like lettuce gardens now. And I'm so jealous. I'm like, why didn't I say yes to the lettuce garden? Why did I say no? And so that's something I'm going to start doing is I'm going to open myself back up to saying yes. Yes to certain things. I just, I flat out the last two years have said no to almost everything. Um, some free books I've said yes to, but very few. And I do get a lot of offers. I mean, I would say like once or twice a month, I get an offer from a company to do something. So I'm just going to reopen my mind to that because I think it'll be fun. And that's it. I'm jealous about this lettuce thing.
0: <laughs> um, Cool. I don't know. Regret. That's a hard thing to feel. Okay, so
2: what's your number two?
0: Well, I'm kind of out of order because social media was number three, but I'll say I am trying not to clean my house until Sunday when my husband and I work together as a team to clean the house. This is so hard for me, like so hard. But I'm starting to take pride in the mess, you know, like look at me. Look at this mess. I've left it and like I'm proud. Like it's the mess in my house is a source of pride. Are you talking to Siri in the middle of the episode?
2: No, I just thought of my number three because I had combined a couple. So I was like, yeah, thanks okay. for reminding me. What's what's your next one? Oh, my number three. Um, well, I'm not gonna beat myself up for doing activities that I enjoy, even though. Maybe I shouldn't be doing them. So like just an example is I know a lot of people are on this kick at school, like only working your contract hours, right? Only work your contract hours. You need to come in when your contract starts and leave right when your contract ends. stop giving the school extra time. But there is this thing I volunteered for at school and I do get paid a little extra money to do it during my prep time. And it's, it's basically doing these really boring reports, but I like doing them. I don't really mind it. And I used to, I don't know, the last few years, I've just been feeling really angry, like whenever I spend the extra time, but it's because other people are telling me I should be feeling angry. I sort of realized that it was a big aha moment. So I just think I'm not, I'm not going to worry. Like if I, if I lose myself in an activity, then that's good. That's flow right? Even if it's an activity that might not be making me money or that other people would agree with, like, I genuinely liked checking all these reports and then telling teachers what they did wrong on the reports. It was so much fun. I really, I really loved it this week. And so I, I think last year I was doing the same, but I was beating myself up and recording all my hours and getting all mad. And I'm just letting go of like this fierce time around you know my career because like that's the trendy thing right now is to get mad over how much time teachers spend on their jobs but i think if it's something you really like doing whether it's on your job or not on your job if you're enjoying yourself then or you're like the time is passing and you're you don't feel like you're in agony why beat yourself self up over it even even things that are like pleasurable you know or free time or, you know what I mean? Like
0: the, I think sometimes i am just, I'm too strict on the time. I love that. That is very inspiring. Cause I feel like I beat myself up if I'm working on my business when I could be watching Netflix or it's so stupid. Like what I'm beating myself up for not watching Netflix. <laughs> Have you ever read that book flow? I think it's actually
2: called flow. And it's like, when you start doing something you really like, you start losing track of time, but that's when we're our most creative and best selves. When we lose track of time, because we're having so much fun and we, well, and, and there are work tasks tasks and things that sound boring to other people, but we might think they're fun. And so they're we should hold them like with some value.
0: But there is this part of me specifically that like, I tend to. To overdo it, like overdo the work because I find so much pleasure in writing or working on my blog or recording podcast episodes and accomplishing a lot. Um, and I think this is because of ADHD just the, the the constant need to like be doing something productive um it's it can be unhealthy and uh and and I am. I have perfectionistic tendencies. Um, And that's the next thing that I'm, I'm, and I like that you wrote, you said that, like not beating myself up over this. I am not going to beat myself up over, um, well, over being a perfectionist, but also over trying, like over not being a good mom or over not meditating or over not doing yoga that day. Um, I'm trying not like I was doing this 30 day yoga challenge with yoga with Adrian. I love that lady. She's an inspiration. Have you ever heard of her? Everyone who's listening, go look up yoga with Adrian on YouTube. Um, I'm a member of her community actually. And she's just so peaceful, so calming so wonderful. And I love her. And it's like, she really advocates for like a daily practice of just slowing down and, you know, paying attention to your body and things. But sometimes when I'm like in a stressful time, which I am right now, um, I'm taking care of my 94 year old neighbors and one of them's in hospice and it's like really sad. And, and like, I, I, I've been very stressed about that and very like, you know, questioning my mortality or like, just like kind of like a crisis of my mortality. Like, what am I doing? And when I'm stressed, I tend to ramp up what I'm doing. Like, I'll just like do, 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 do. And like clean my daughter's closet and then work on my website and then go pull some weeds. And I'm just crazy. And you know, and I didn't do yoga. And I'm like, no, I don't feel like being centered right now. <laughs> you know. Like, and so I'm trying not to beat myself up over that. Like, obviously, I don't feel like feeling anything right now. And that's okay. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm I getting think that's really, really good. Really kind of intense here.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was
0: a <laughs> that's lot. Me. And I'm not going to beat myself up over being an intense person. Yeah, no,
2: I liked it. I liked it. That was good. <laughs> okay. That was very deep. I like. Was it. that number three or like? I feel like that. Was I think it was like number three. I guess we're up to like number four now. Okay, is that good?
0: Yeah. What's your fourth?
2: Um, I actually just kind of thought about it just now. Um, and I think my fourth is I used to do like a bunch of habit trackers or like make myself like this little daily to-do list for certain habits that I wanted to do is, you know, that, you know, the, all the habit books, they're like, Oh, you got to do something for, the, for for 20, 21 days straight. And if you can do something for 21 days straight, then you can, it can be a new habit in your life and you're going to change your world. Yeah, And I, I, I kind of got rid of like the habit tracking kind of stuff I used to even have some on my phone. Sometimes I wear like the Apple watch and it's sort of like a Fitbit. Right. And I know my husband's obsessed with closing his rings every day, like doing these movements. Some days I don't even wear it and it drives him crazy. He's like, how could you just not wear it when, when, when we got to close these circles and you win these medals, if you close your circles so many days in a row. And I just had, to, I just kind of let that go because I do get, way too obsessed over things sometime. And then I beat myself up and I'll be so harsh on myself that I'll quit the habit altogether. So there was a time period where I was so harsh on myself over this watch that I got so mad at the watch that I put it in a drawer for six months. And I was just like, I go to extremes when I don't meet my goals. Like I beat myself up so much that I'll quit things. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to do is just focus on overall habits and like one thing i said i was gonna start posting these little videos on instagram every day about books and i was gonna start on january 1st well you know what took me a couple weeks to figure it all out i did start posting this week i started posting like january 14th or 15th And I've posted six videos, but my goal was that I was going to post one video every day starting January 1st. And normally I would just be like, well, it's two weeks in January. I didn't do it. I'm giving up the goal. Right. But I'm like, I kind of have this new way of thinking where I'm just like, oh, well, like, let's just give it a try. And now I'm actually seeing some traction on my Instagram for the first time in over a year. I mean, I, but it just took me a while to like cozy up to the habit. You know what I mean? It yeah. took me a while to like get, like, I have to, and I'm just allowing myself that kind of growth. And and I have some other health stuff going on too, where I'm just like, like flossing. I was like, I need to start flossing more. <laughs> Who doesn't think they need to floss more? Right. And mm-hmm. I it just, it's kind of like, it was like, okay, I'm going to try it a couple days a week now, three days a week. And now I've been flossing every day. Now it really is a habit, but I had to let myself kind of like grow into the habit.
0: Yeah. And, and realize that relapses are part of the process. Like if you don't do it one day or two days or even three or four days, you can still pick it up again. And actually that's my fourth one too. Um, so I'm doing this 28 day kick sugar challenge. And actually I've really been struggling with it because, um, I mean, I'm an emotional eater. This is tell all I keep, remembering our theme. And every time I share something that's pretty vulnerable, I realize like, this is exactly what our podcast is about. Um, and sugar and I'm, I have such a huge sweet tooth and I've tried so many things over the years to try and eat better. Um, like, you know, mindful eating, which is so hard, um, intuitive eating the whole 30 I've done, I've done the entire whole 30. Um, You know, and I've read so many books about it. And um, one of the things I learned was that um, diets, and I think this is true, cause eating disorders. And so, one of the things that I've been doing this twenty-eight day kick sugar challenge, and not eating any process, trying trying not to eat any processed food. But during, and the goal is to get rid of your cravings. That's the ultimate goal: is to like not crave sugar anymore. Um, which is possible, apparently people that have done this and maybe you can talk to this. Um, But I, I was really like trying not to be too strict because I didn't want to be so strict that I developed some sort of like orthorexia or whatever. Um, But it just, it didn't work (laughs) just because I, and I talked, I actually posted in a Facebook group. I said, what do you do with the thought? Like, don't be too strict um, with this no sugar stuff. And I'm still eating corn chips and almond butter and honey and maple syrup. And, and every time I do, I feel guilty. And like, I don't want to be so strict. I want this to be a long term health goal, not just 28 days. And someone mentioned, maybe you need to think about it, reframe it as I want to nourish myself and i i would just want to put things in my body that are nourishing and sugar causes it does cause i'm not going to go into the health problems that i'm having right now because of my emotional eating and my my kind of attachment to eating processed foods but i mean it it's hard and i need to get this under control because it's it's hurting my health Um, So what am I doing? What am I not doing? I'm not beating myself up when I do eat sugar. And I'm trying again, you know, like I'm saying, okay, I'm still doing this. Like I'm not giving up. And that's exactly what you just said. Like, I'm not going to give up on eating healthier and nourishing myself and trying to, um, you know, pay attention to these cravings and what's going on because emotional eaters eat when they're experiencing stress, but also like happiness and excitement and want to celebrate. And I I know you probably have a lot to say about this too, because you've really gone on a health journey yourself, but I don't know how much you want to share about that.
2: Well, we're probably running out of time a little bit, you but I weeks. totally... I too, I yeah. totally do feel what you're saying there, and I think that's a great one. And what you what you should see it as like, there's a 28 day journey you're going on, and maybe it only you were only able to stick to it for 15, but that's still more than last month, right? Yep. Like yep. Fif- 15 days of no sugar is still more. It's just like people who are like trying to cut down on drinking and other vices. I mean, you're not gonna just wipe it out in one day. Cold turkey is just not really a Feasible thing for most people, but yeah. like slowly get better and better. Like I used to be an avid soda drinker. I used to drink two th- or eat two, three candy bars from the gas station every day. Me too. I mean, I, I was it was pretty bad. I was pretty bad. And then I got pre-diabetes, and they're like, Listen, if you don't quit this in three years, you're gonna be a full blown diabetic and have to give yourself shots. Well, I hate needles. <laughs> So that did kind of like cure me a little bit like thinking that, but I still slip back. I had a bowl of ice cream last night. So like, I still do slip back, but I've gotten so much better. Like than where I was that my, I now I've been diagnosed with prediabetes for five years and it hasn't, I haven't gotten any worse with my sugar readings. I've been exactly the same, but I haven't progressed like they said I would. And I do think that's because I keep trying. Yeah. I I keep trying to be better with my health.
0: Well, I wrote a statistic the other day that like, there are a lot of people with pre-diabetes that don't even know they have it. They're thinking
2: one third of all people have it now in America.
0: And I have a blood glucose monitor, Jess. I bought it like three years ago and I pulled it out like after Christmas because I'd been eating fudge and tort and like, and basically, I mean, I'll tell you, I, my hands and feet were numb. And I was like, what is I have going that too. on? Yeah. What is going on? And I took my blood sugar, my fasting blood sugar, and it was in the pre diabetes range. And I think a lot of people don't realize, like, I am not overweight, you know, but like, even people who look thin can have problems with, with either the sugar. Their it is. And it's our society. And I feel yeah. like, people should talk about this stuff more and not um I don't know I'm proud of us this. this
2: was really fun to just say what we're not gonna do anymore anymore and just whatever you decide for yourself is always going to be right because you're the one making the decision right yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to this extremely serious episode brought to you by some truly Wacky Teacherpreneurs. Visit our website, WackyTeacherpreneurs.com to get more support growing your business. Please leave us a five-star review. And remember, if you share this podcast with 10 other people, you'll have good luck forever.